language we use. I hurt my knee in the water. Now, if you really listen to that literally, it sounds like I went out in the water with a hammer and banged my knee. Yeah? Doesn't it? Sounds like I was the owner. I did it sort of on purpose. I hurt my knee. Like, I wasn't even aware of my knee at the time it went out, but, you know, this language implies that. Or if I, if, you know, a couple years ago I came back, I hadn't been around in the East, and my hair had grown longer. So everyone who would see me would say, oh, you're growing your hair. And I go, yes, I'm doing a very good job <laughs> growing my hair. And I, I realize if I grow my hair with other people, it grows faster. And, and, but no, all I don't, if I just don't, if I don't cut it, it grows. Yeah? But the language implies I have something to do with something I have nothing to do with. Huge amount. So if, there, if it's just been a habit of listening to that, that listening is going to produce many, many effects. And one of the effects is you're going to assume with almost no doubt that you're a body. Yeah. You're going to feel like when a thought is noticed, you're going to have a feeling or a sense that either you're the thinker of the thought or you're, the, or you're what's being thought about. Yeah. The subject would be the thinker, the object of the thought would be what's thought about. Yeah. You're going to play either role. This is what it's going to imply. So the language is used to imply that you're the, lo- you're the doer and the haver of every faculty of the body. So instead of just realizing you're having a feeling, it's my feeling. It's totally different. Totally different. You always use this, but sorry, Amma, I'm going <laughs> to act like you're a blackboard for a second. So mm-hmm. We're going to put a word relationship here, and then sex and money. So everyone would look at those words and they would have a certain weight or a meaning based on where you think you're looking at it from. Yeah? All right? We're not going to do anything about the money, the sex relationship. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to proceed it with a word and tell me if it doesn't change. My money. My health. My relationships. Yeah? So I can look at everyone in here and I wish every one of you to have a lot of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. You see? The money is not the deal. It's the my in front of it. The my is what's allowing is is what's giving the meaning to the money. Yeah? And therefore the money isn't seen as just money, it's seen as your money. And let's say you if you have an old idea up in that noggin that you're never gonna have enough, then a million or two dollars isn't gonna satisfy that. You're gonna feel like you're always lacking. So it doesn't matter how much money you'll get, you'll still have that attitude. Yes? So a feeling is a feeling, the mental process, and it is a mental process. It's a mental process going on, selfing. Yeah? If you want to, if you believe it's consciousness that's in contact here, yeah, consciousness moving through the five gates of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, let's say that's what's happening. Whatever consciousness is. Yeah. So consciousness is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, but the assumption is when the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching has been claimed by the mental state, that, that conscious contact now is reinforcing the idea that it's you that's in conscious contact. You as what? Yeah. Not as spirit, not as consciousness, but as a body. Yeah. If you look at the thought system, just look at it. It reveals a lot. The thought system thinks of you as a body. So when it thinks about you, it thinks about you as a body. 
So when it goes, let's say, three years ago and it thinks about you, you're pictured as a body, let's say, in Schenectady or somewhere like that, with certain situations and circumstances happening. So you're remembering self. You're remembering yourself as a body going back there with the thoughts. But the remembering of the self happens now. You don't remember in the past. You remember the past. And it's an event that happens now. Its effects aren't three years ago. They already had effects. You're having a re-effect now by the memory of you as a body. So you now remember self now by being obsessed with thoughts about you three years ago. Same thing. There's a lot of thoughts about you in the future and what conditions you may or may not be under. And it usually provokes a lot of concern and worry. And that the concern and worry is not felt in the future. It's a contraction now. And it's also a form of remembering self. Even though it's projected into a future, it's the same activity as going in the past. Yes? Both activities, the mental state, are using to remember the self. Because the only way the self can seem to be real to what you are is to be remembered. It doesn't have an appearance in and of itself now, but it can, be re- it can be remembered as appearing, and it can be forecast as appearing. So its whole relevance is in then and there. It's never now. It's never now. And if you don't believe me, do something you love, and there'll be the remembering of self will be put down or diminished, and you'll feel incredible at those moments. Unfortunately, when the moment ends, the mental state will arise and say, you had that moment. Yeah. And there it goes again. Then you've now objectified it, and you become the subject. Just like epiphanies. You know, people have epiphanies. There are events like a vertical insertion into a linear story. Yeah, it's, it's like a timeless moment interrupts the time sequence, and then you're maybe whatever. So let's say, does anyone ever make a reservation for an epiphany? Do you ever call ahead and say, I want uh, yoga on Maine next week, yeah, 7 to 9. I think it's going to be a long epiphany. I like to have some Kenny G music bumped in, a lot of candles, and I like this space, and I want everything to be serene, just so that the epiphany can really be an epiphany. Yeah, all right, so we never plan it. So what happens when the epiphany usually ends? It usually coincides with a set of thoughts that says, I'm having an epiphany. Yeah. All you need is one example. That's, it's a, that's what it's doing all day. The mental process called selfing is claiming. And if you think you're out, 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 you're out drawing it, you're mistaken. It's very, very fast because you start as a body. Yeah? You're already on square four. The first three squares are forgotten. Yeah? You are not a body. And the mental process is an afterthought. Conscious contact precedes every fucking thought and every time you feel like you it's an afterthought it's never at the point of conscious contact it has been built and reinforced by a mental process so here you are on a game board of life and you're trying to figure out life the game of life is going to look different from square three than square zero it's going to make totally different sense if I look at something from after the fact of being Paul Life is going to look so different because now life won't be seen as happening. It will be seen, it won't even be seen as happening. It will be interpreted as it's happening to me. It's totally different. Totally different. Yeah. There's a great Zen 
thesis called Faith Mind. And in this, he says something really beautiful, many things. But one of them, he says, you can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. You can't, another great master, Wang Po, says you can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to look for light. You can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. You are that which you're looking for. Uh, St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. And then you, we go like this, and we try to catch it, and you're never going to be fast enough to see what's looking, because it's what's looking. It can never be looked at. Yeah? What's seeing can never be seen. What's feeling can never be felt. What's tasting can never be tasted. What's touching can never be touched. And what's smelling can never be smelled. You have to become an object to be experienced. Another great Hoang Po, the same master, says, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. My eye is not seeing a damn thing. It's facilitating seeing my ear is never hearing a damn thing. It facilitates hearing. Without that space, without that presence inside, my eye is going to see a damn thing. And you could take that out of a dead body, put it in a live body, and it would see. But without that one quality, without that presence, without that energy, whatever you want to call it, all of these incredible facilitators aren't facilitating anything. So the selfing is how the mental process constantly implies, infers, assists, and assumes that you're the doer, the haver, the thinker, the feeler. Time isn't time anymore, it's my time. Problems aren't problems, they're my problems. Girlfriends aren't girlfriends, they're my girlfriends. And let's say if the mental state has a certain number of proclivities, sort of like jealousy, let's say. All right? So you're going out with a very nice woman and you're having a pretty great time. And then one day, in your mental state, she's crowned my girlfriend. And suddenly, you think you have the right to look in her emails. Yeah? Suddenly, a couple more weeks, you're up on stalking charges. Because the whole thing changes as soon as the my is introduced. The my... It's not a thought. If I saw the thoughts that are in your head, in my head right now, and there was a disclaimer that they were yours, they would have no effect on me. Not one bit. If I had the same thoughts again that are in your head, and they were taken to be mine, they could have a huge effect on me. It's not the thoughts. It's mind. Big M mind. Yeah? So with the selfing, we're just looking at that which is being inferred, that which is being assumed, that's what, that which is being implied. And maybe just possibly may, maybe entertain the idea that I'm not the thinker of the thoughts. And if you do entertain that, I bet you the thoughts will, that orbit around you as the central figure, the thoughts orbit will move out. And it's not the thoughts that decide to go that way. It's the gravitational pull of you. When you see something as not you, you'll lose interest in it. You will. 
Just like if I wanted to meet a girl and I know she's in the other room doing yoga and not that I want to meet that girl. I have plans to have kids with her. I've never even talked to her yet, but my head has got to assume that, you know, she's the one out of 20 other the ones in my life. She's the one. And so I'm very keen on meeting her. And here I am having to do a talk, and that's how we would be looking at it. It would be like, I'm having to do this. I'd rather much rather be my ear on that. I want to hear what she has to say. Hopefully she'll say something nice about me, then I can ask her out or something. So there I am, sitting here doing the talk, and people start noticing I don't seem to be here. And they say, Paul, you know, get get with it. You're supposed to be you know, leading this, whatever this is. <laughs> and I go, okay, I'm really intent. I want to. I want to be here. But my intention is following, and, uh, and uh, my interest and attention is following a different commander. It's going there. Because that, her, is seemingly so much more important to me as this than all this. Yeah. So then someone comes up to me and says, here's a book. How to lose interest in a conversation in another room. And I page through it. I agree with it. It still doesn't kick in. But then I finally hear her say something. And she says, I really like this guy. And I'm like, ooh, yes. The antennas are up. And then she says, Matt. And my name is Paul. What happens? What happens when I hear it's not about me? Do I have to go? Do I have to have like a, a rescue expedition to get my interest and attention from the other room? No. It immediately leaves that, and you lose interest in that, but you don't lose interest, and you don't lose attention. The interest and attention now is freed from that occupation, and it will go where it may, and that's how you find out things, because your interest and attention will go where it may when it's freed from the constantly reinforcing the preoccupation of being you, a special, long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And my finding out, I found the attention goes back to its own source. It becomes attentive to attention. And then the interest is there, so that it becomes, in a way, your interest, in a a way, the background that you didn't see me interested in moves ahead, and the foreground that you were incredibly interested in just recedes with no thought or effort on your part. All you do, you're just a witness of it. Yeah? Things change without anything to do with you. You just, the interest shifts, it goes somewhere else. Suddenly, those thoughts that used to rock your world, not preceded by my, you start having immunity to them. Yeah? If you follow the, if you're a devotee to the thoughts, you're definitely thrown into time. And I'll tell you, the devotion to thoughts is the source of your agitation now. Your anxiety, if you're having anxiety now, is based on faith in thoughts. Because right now, there's no threat. If you're bummed out tonight, which is a Monday night, it's never caused by the Monday night you're in. It's usually caused by last week and next week. Yeah, it is. The thoughts go there, your attention goes there, and only reason, only reason why your thoughts keep going down that rabbit hole, because it, 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 there's a belief it's about you. If it was about someone else, except maybe your kids, you never... I'm not going to sit around on a Saturday thinking, what happened to Stanley five years ago? You know, and go over all the possibilities of how, if that hadn't happened, Stanley would be great, and, oh, you know, everything would have been so much better if Stanley just didn't knock on that door that day. Whatever. You wouldn't. You'd be bored. And if someone came over to your house and wanted to talk about all their troubles that actually aren't happening at the moment, you'd be bored stiff in two minutes. 
unless you wanted something from her, you know? Like, I mean, if you wanted to sleep with someone, someone could come home and talk to you about their cat for four hours, and you would feign interest just to the hopes that you could go horizontal with them. As soon as that was met, hey, you suddenly don't like the cats anymore, do you? Yeah, I don't. I never freaking did. <laughs> See it. See it. And after a while, the seeing will impress upon you. Just like if you take all the notes back that you hear during a day, and you take it back as far as you can, and then some people can hear the vibration going on. Maybe it's the body generator or what. Maybe it's that ear disease, tetanus, who knows. But I enjoy it a lot. And if you go back to that noise, and it's more constant than the breath. When people are trying to follow the breath, there's such an interruption in breath. The sounds inside of you are more constant. They're constantly on constantly on and every other sound you'll hear you'll realize it's out it's it's a level of on top of that one sound and there's no sound i found that's behind that sound but what is behind the sound that's hearing it it's not a sound something's hearing it yeah something is hearing it clear as day and and something that's hearing as clear as day can match its constancy What's hearing it never misses a beat. If the beat is every freaking second for eternity, what's hearing it would never miss any of them. Not one. Not one. It's always available at all times. That's why we're missing it. It's like gravity. Who the hell has talked about gravity today at a cafe? Have you had any conversation about the effects of a gravity on you? You know, my shoulder is this a little lower than the other one. You would make up tons of stories about how that happened. All wrong, you know? No one's complaining about it because the only way you'd really know the effects of gravity is by its absence. You went into an anti-gravity chamber. Suddenly, with no study, no five-month-long seminars, it would just be suddenly you would know it by its absence. You know the quote-unquote problem by the solution. From the problem's point of view, you need a solution. But from the solution's point of view, there is no problem. And therefore, there's no need for a solution. That's a solution. Because you don't have to get a little sewed solution pocket on your yoga <laughs> pants or anything like that. It's nothing. It's so, it's so economical. It's always available all the time, right where we are, with no requirement necessary. St. Francis was correct, I feel. What's looking is what you're looking for. Yeah. 500 pages of scriptures couldn't get it more completely spoken than that little seven-word sentence or something. Yeah? So it's in seeing what you're not. Because let's just say, like the first video I ever did was the, the sheep and the lion video. Because I had gone to satsangs for a while, and I noticed something that was happening in my own head, and I can usually expand it to everyone's head, because we're not different, or the mental state isn't different. And what was going on is, when I heard the message, you're a lion, yeah, I liked that message. It made me feel good. So, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. But when it hit my ears, it got translated into, I can become like a lion very fast. I didn't even notice when it changed. I heard it, 
this, what the person was saying, I liked it, liked it, sounded very, very similar. And suddenly, as soon as it entered my little mental realm, it was turned into, I can become like a lion, which is not the message. Okay? All right. So then you think, all right, I'm going to go and listen to it more. It doesn't matter how many times you hear it. Yeah? I'm a lion. The first myth that's going to catch that ball is the mental state. Yeah? The mental state's going to catch that. It's going to take what was available and neuter it and make it something it can understand. And the only way it understands, in most cases, is doing and having myself into another condition. I'm going to do and have myself into another condition. So let's say Saksadzu get very, very sublime, because now people are trying to do them and have themselves into a non-self, but as a self. They want to be there to experience their own absence. So they keep coming to meetings like this with the hopes that someday I'm going to get it. The message is no day are you going to get it. The arrival is already there. If you're waiting at the door, you missed it. So, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. I can become like a lion. Yeah? All right. Then we go into the noble endeavors that we believe can beat anything. So, let's say a life of meditation. Selfing will claim meditation and and present you as a meditator. Yeah? Yoginis. Oh, you're a yogini. I'm going to break through it because of yogininess or something. Now, the mental state will claim it. I'm not saying it will, but it has the propensity, Yes? And before you know it, the thing that you thought was so noble and that was leading you out of something is reinforcing the unbelievable idea of being in something. Out is in. Yeah? Every exit on the other side is an entrance. Self can't get out of self. Mind cannot seek mind. Light cannot seek light. Buddha cannot seek the Buddha. After a walk? Yeah, yeah, after the talk. The souffle is almost ready. It's just going to open the oven, so that's it. If you open too early, it'll flatten out. See, at that pause, you're there before the process occurs. If you believe you can do yourself into, into a pause, that happens after the process is completed. Yeah. The solution or the freedom is prior to the bondage not after the bondage. The freedom is prior to any restraint, not after getting freed from the restraint. The freedom is prior to it. If you start after, it's a dualistic spin, yes? There'll be freedom, bondage, freedom from the bondage you just had, and then bondage to that freedom, and then freedom from those two bondage, and on and on and on. This goes on. It's like, we very rarely recognize, you know, that you ever see those wheels in hamster cages? They call a hamster wheel. Yeah? But if, you, if the hamster isn't in it, it just looks like a metal circle. Yeah? 
for it to define its definition, there has to be a hamster in it. Once the hamster gets in it, it immediately starts running. Yeah? And then it's the hamster wheel. And then let's say if it gets thrown out and it looks at that wheel and it says, I've been freed from the hamster wheel, but this is the hamster wheel engine. So now the hamster goes back in and the same, 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 same. Oh, I've been freed from that, but <laughs> this is the engine. The mental format is in place. Everything it comes in contact with, brought to it by conscious contact, it's going to attempt to claim. It's going to put its little flag on it and make it something it wants or doesn't want. Yeah. And then it's going to tell you what you need to do or not to to get there. And then if you keep getting defeated, it'll just move the bars and then like, look at the, look at the business of spirituality. They got the most incredible business plan. They say it may take lifetime. You know, they never have to produce the goods. They get you signed up, not for like four years for Comcast, lifetime. Lifetimes. Be, be patient, my, my son. You know, I'm not. A, I'm a grandpa now. What is it, you know, on and on and on and on. This happened with me. I was reading a tricycle magazine, a Buddhist magazine, years ago, and I, they had an editorial in it. And a, a meditation teacher was writing the editorial, and he was a famous meditation meditation teacher, thirty years of meditation. And he says, "Man, there's been this common occurrence happening to me lately." All these old students that have been with me for 25 years have been getting in touch with me and saying, hey, really, nothing's fucking changed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, I don't, I don't exclude myself. I learned a whole lot from that little editorial. I just said, okay, thank you. You just saved me a lot of time. <laughs> that, and this isn't saying don't meditate, don't do yoga, but maybe be clear that there's no one doing the yoga and no one meditating. Yes? So that activity of claiming and building a meditated beast or a yogini beast will, won't be able to have traction because you'll put a snip to it by, be, by seeing it. Yeah? It's so much easier to get out of a house in the blueprint room than it is when the house has been furnished and the more, there's a mortgage on it because now you're really invested about that house. But if you can see it being built and have that sense of, I'm the seeing of that. I am not the inhabitant of it. I'm the seeing of that. There's the freedom prior to moving into the house. And it will establish. Your attention will firmly rest there and, and byproducts will occur and you'll find out about them because you're here. So when they change, it's sort of like a picture will come from behind the canvas and you'll just notice something bleeding through. Instead of trying to put all the colors this way, just, you are the, you are the colors. Let it, give it a break and let it come out. People in recovery would say there's that that God hole that we're busily trying to fill, it's a portal. Something wants to come out. Yeah? Something wants to express. So if you recognize the thoughts as not yours, just maybe a few of them. Like for me, I had a, I was really had a lot of good fortune because I was a down and out junkie alcoholic. So I ended up in AA meetings and in AA and recovery meetings people share a lot and every day 
And I walked in there with an incredible thick shell of terminal uniqueness. I thought no one thought like I did. No one ever felt like I have. No one ever did the heinous things that I've done. And then I sat for three months listening to people share their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions in life. And I could only come to two conclusions after about three months. How did these people get my thoughts? Because they sure sounded exactly like the thoughts I was seemingly having that I thought I was cooking up. There's a lot of cooks from the same fucking culinary school. And we're all getting the same meal. something's Something's not right here. And then all the feelings. Oh, I felt exactly like that. Yeah, of course, because... In our case, a parasitical mental movement called alcoholism took over all these possibilities. Let's call them hosts. That would give us too much credit. There's no nouns, but let's use it. So there's all these different hosts, and then this one parasite took them all over and used them for transportation to express itself here. And yet, while the people are sitting there, and they'll even get to the point of realizing, it's amazing how all of you think just like me, but they don't make the next leap. If everyone thinks all just like you, they're not your thoughts. You know? It's like a, it's like a stock version. You're, you're, not that, you're not that customized Pinto. You know what I mean? You're just a run-of-the-mill Ford. You drive like one. You smell like one. And then, hallelujah, because you are that, you're not that. Just like the Enneagram. You ever hear of the Enneagram? Enneagram is a Sufi way of uh, basically pointing out all the type of personalities that can possibly be in this world. Not leaving one or two out. There's no special exemptions. And so they have nine basic, let's say, personality types. And then they add two subdivisions to make it juicy, you know, sexual, something like that. So everyone goes to these, I did one. I went to a seminar years ago. And all these people go there, and they presented this. And then in the break, they're all talking, I'm a seven, I'm a five, I'm a four. The information is to lead to, I'm not. Not to add another identification to the mix, but to realize if this is so easily ascertained by a, by a Sufi group 3,000 years ago, and it, it, it actually describes who I am, I must not be a who. Yeah. More like a what. And the what's been recognized. That's all those... If you read like the old Zen from China, all of their warnings is for the what. So prior to the who, yeah, they're telling you this is what's going to happen. If you use activity to produce stillness, it's activity. If you use mind to seek mind, it won't work. If you use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, it won't work. If you use the light to seek the light, it won't work. They're warnings. They're warnings because they, they knew how, what the mental state's going to do. They knew it already. They knew it was going to claim everything and make it into something that it can understand and make it truly, truly nuded. Yeah. So it won't have the radical effect it could have. Yeah? And also the everlasting effect it could have. If this is not about reinvigorating re-in, uh, it every day. It runs on its own. It's being. It's complete. It's not in a process to, to find, to crescendo into a culmination, and therefore there's no time. It's just being. Just as it is. Just as it is. Yeah? There is no immunity from the mental state through the mental state. But in the state of being, that's an immunity. 
in a way you plugged into another fixture things are running through the same mechanism but they're producing different results yeah now your aperture instead of being closed down to this very small opening called self-centeredness where everything is seen everything is seen how it refers to me which is a myopic view yeah now that has opened up and now you're picking up a whole lot more your aperture is opened up and all the possibilities that weren't seemingly possible on all this area now are seen to be obviously possible yeah And once the aperture goes this way, it recognizes all the constraints and all the gravitational pull to go that way. The mental state is trying to assert on that freaking hose. The water recognizes that hose. The mental state wants to crimp it and then use that water to, sort, to, to feed its own garden. Yeah? So everything becomes about you. See it. You look for God. What happens in looking for God? There's a knower of God. You're still the big hancha. Like Ramana Maharshi says one time, to know God is to be God. Okay. Mental state, to know God is to be a knower of God. They're totally different. Totally different. No, to know God is to be God. Boom. Alright, well, I did, I've been God for two days, I've got to re-up, you know what I mean? I'm fucking, the be- it's, I'm, it's bending, it's turning into a bend, no, no, to be God, that's it. There's no, it doesn't run out, it doesn't have an expiration date, that's your mental state, trying to put parameters where there are no parameters. Trying to make something that's right available at all times, even just an inch away is enough, it'll fill it with thousands of miles. See, that's what we do, man. We're awareness right now. We're on, incessantly on. On my worst days, I was on, and on my best days, I've been on. What I am, what that mind, the big M mind, has never blinked. It's like we used to use the term the sky, big open sky. So you have a Fourth of July, you know, night, and you blow up Fourth of July stuff. Let's say we did it for 365 days, nights in a row. It would still never open up the sky. It will never blow the sky up. Yeah? When it rains, it doesn't get the sky doesn't get wet. Yeah? When a plane flies through it, it never calls the tower and says, I just ran into a big chunk of sky over <laughs> Baltimore. No. It's, it's, it's huge space. Tons of things appear in it. And yet, whatever appears in it has absolutely no effect on it. That's what Big M Mind is like. All the heinous things I did in New York or here or San Francisco, there's no plaque in that space for any of them. The only, only place you can be convicted is in the mental courts. In the court of light, everything is annulled before anything ever happened. It's in the mental courts that you're living out your sentences. Because I know you didn't do something you really believed you should have done for somebody in this life. And your mental head's never going to let you off the hook. You can forgive thousands of people, but you won't be forgiven. Because you should have known better. Because you're different than all those others. Yeah? How can I not be? Oh, I see a you's here. And all you see me as a you, but I beg it to differ. I'm me. 
incredible specimen of uniqueness, and I have other rules. And so, you know, if I'm at a meditation hall, I'm going to listen to all the feet leave until I'm the last one, so I'm the best meditator. Of course. It's just my seat assignment. I'm anointed to be clearer than everyone else, to have more, to do more. It's, it's, it's called the bondage of self. Please relieve us of the bondage of self. Yeah. Not for the self, but from it. Yeah. So that's what I imply with the word selfing. The selfing is pointing, inferring, using everything he can to point, to assume, to infer, just like this. Here's a bottle, just a bottle, yes? I'll give it another meaning, my bottle. Now it points to the odor, yeah? Thoughts, my thoughts. Now they're pointing. Now they're just not thoughts, they're being used to point to the thinker. Feelings, yeah, feelings coming up, my feelings. Yeah? Time, my time. Always, it's all it's doing. Watch the head, and you know, a lot of the stuff that you may be doing and not doing, if that format is in place, It'll be difficult for that stuff to stick, really, to the deep level. You know, you will all do great at a retreat when it's all controlled in the environment, and you know, you have tantric foot massages or something, and they <laughs> give meals three times a day, and someone sings you an ancient lullaby at night. So, like that, wow, that's great. But what happens when you leave? Yeah. I did it, man. I did a lot. I did a lot of practices. And again, I have nothing, I don't care less about practices. I did a lot of them. But all the while I was doing them, there was a format I wasn't aware of. So every bit of meditation that ever occurred was claimed and, and was used to build the meditator. And there was a bondage to that idea. And then the Tai Chi, all the Tai Chi. The Tai Chi, you know, all this, all that. And I thought, well, if it's 8,000 years old, it should have the power to override anything. No, selfing will claim it doesn't give a damn how old it is, or if it's on, you know, papyrus or Aramaic, it doesn't give a damn. It doesn't respect any of that. The only thing it respects is a power greater than it. <laughs> and you are that power that's greater than it but we're subjugated through identification as it. <laughs> so now our power seems not to be available while it's playing God with it, and it's making a movie in you. Yeah. And you're stuck with all the lines it gives you, and then all the effects. There's a freedom that's always, always there. Yeah. Self-centeredness is a form of looking, eh? like a pair of glasses. Yeah, so, for some of us, the first thing we needed was correct was alcoholism and drug addiction. So we had to get a new pair of glasses to correct the first pair of glasses because they were really distorted and they were driving us to do crazy. And then maybe that was enough. And then we get another pair of glasses, Buddhism, to sort of give more oomph to whatever it is. And then another pair of glasses. But we never, 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 very rarely actually question, you know, the first pair of glasses, because we've taken them to be our eyes. We never reach with this to feel if it, is, if it isn't so. We just assume it is. We assume that how we're seeing is us seeing. 
that it hasn't been commandeered, that it hasn't been subjugated, that it hasn't been manipulated. We believe our perceptions are true, maybe. With that, totally, you can change, you can alter a perception with one lesson in the Course of Miracles. That's how weak its reality is. Everything isn't so. It's just appearing to be so to us. Yeah? We give everything all the meaning it has. We do. We give everything all the meaning it has. This has been given a meaning. Yeah? This, this has been given the meaning of being me, the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah? For me to know God, it's important to convince to become this to become a knower of God. Yeah. And who's going to tell you how you're doing with God? Who tells you after you leave your yoga class and the teacher isn't talking to you, who tells you how good you're doing in yoga? Yeah. What voice was I hearing before I got sober and it's the same voice after I'm sober? It didn't miss a beat. It just changed uniforms. Instead of, you know, leather and tats, now it's like khakis and, you know, <laughs> fucking whatever. It's the same thing. It's very adaptable. It's like a super palmetto bug. <laughs> you know, those giant cockroaches. It's like a super one of those. It just will adapt to anything. 8,000-year-old temples. Oh, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> You should selfies at the retreat. <laughs> I'm at the retreat. Here I am. I just got up eight hours. My ass hurts a little. <laughs> Let me put it on Facebook. I've just been in a three week retreat. Ooh. <laughs> When's the next one? <laughs> There is a possibility. It's always available at all times, right where you are. Your seat assignment, you're an action figure, you're going to do actions. Maybe you'll sit for years and years and years, but that's part of the seat assignment. That's the action figure, you know, playing out its little destiny. But at the same time, the idea of non-doing isn't not doing anything. It's the act of a, a when there's doing with no doer thereof, yeah? So you, just like in Buddhism, when they present Buddhism as the Eightfold Noble Path, which is like a linear presentation, it says the first thing is right view, and then right understanding. I, don't, I, got, I mix them up, but right understanding, right livelihood, right meditation. Now, many of us think that right meditation would make the view right, but actually it's the view that makes the meditation right. And the view in Buddhism is non-self. So if you can get that established, then go ahead. Because now you have an insurance policy of it not being claimed by the mental state and made into something. Yeah? Maybe you'll have a beautiful it'll be a beautiful form of expression and stuff like that. It won't be taken over and turned and twisted into something where you just more you get more obsessed with yourself once again. Yeah. That's what I loved about this message. When I heard it, it, it was like, I just knew before knowing, and it's been the last answer now for years. I've had no interest. The, the real liberation is from the need to be liberated. That's the real liberation. The real liberation is from the need to be liberated.
that's why it worked with me. The other things, I just kept running into that same ironclad format. I was trying to do and have myself into a being state, and all I did was do and have myself into a mental state, over and over and over again. Different uniforms, different looks. I was brighter at other times than others, but in fact, it was the same thing. Yeah. This thing put a stop to it because I, instead of looking at what I needed to do, I looked at who needed to do anything. You know, and just see if I'm pay- putting all my money on that bet. I want to see who the better is. You know, I want to see who who groomed the horse I'm betting on. Yeah, I want to see the jockey. And when I asked for it, he never showed up. He's like Johnny come lately. He always shows up after the fact. I've been hurt a lot, you know, bad, very bad trauma. And I'll tell you, in that experience, there was no sense of self. I remember I got a concussion in the water, and the brain is producing the sense of self. It was shocked into not doing anything. And all there was was a gold frame around everything for about four or five minutes until my body kicked back in. Yeah, there's. If you're hoping to be there when you pass away, the only one who's going to know you died is someone else. You're not going to have an experience of your own death. Other people will. The mental state is on a time delay. It is a process. It took time. It takes time to do it. It's always a little bit off. Yeah. So let's say if I spend my life listening to my head, this would be a cruel thing, but can you imagine if you spent your whole life listening to your head, and then it plays the greatest joke at the end, it says, just before you're passing away, it says, you really blew it, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) That would be, and all the work I did, yes, you blew it, Paul. <laughs> that would be a bad way to go, I imagine. I don't think you would go. Eh? You'd be back. You'd be back here again. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you know when I hit my head in the water, there was no mindfulness. <laughs> I was enjoying the wave. <laughs> cool. Oh man, I wish. If I, and then my head could have said this: If you would have practiced harder, you would have been there when it occurred. I don't believe so. <laughs> I was totally there when it happened. I was never not been there. Every <laughs> this whole idea of trying to get into the moment flips me out totally because you cannot possibly be out of a moment. <laughs> you've never been out of any moment you've ever been in <laughs> ever. No way. As yet, they, they sell books about how to really get into the moment. And then we don't even read it all, and we buy the next one, how to really, really get into the moment. We don't even, it's just insane. And then, so, we're trying to get into what we can't be out of, and then we're trying to get out of, oh, out of my head, and that we can't be in. <laughs> it's, like, exhausting. It's exhausting, because you... It's exhausting going nowhere, you know. So, any questions? Because <laughs> I'm going somewhere. I've got my freaking keys. I'm not taking off. <laughs> I got important things to do today. Yeah. Yes, honey. I thought I was hoping you would have forgotten the question. You're, you're stubborn. That's good. I changed my question. Oh, oh, good. All right. 
I was thinking, isn't it a bit futile us sitting here with ourselves trying to think about not being them? Yes, that's fine. <laughs> You're on to it, yes. But I need you to support my lavish lifestyle. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know, see, this situation, being an inviter, is a very bad career choice. Because if you're honest about it, your whole job is to be obsolete. Seriously. All you're doing is, it's like a mailman. He's giving you an invitation. I don't want you to go home with the mailman. I'm just inviting you, just like I was invited. Yeah? Yeah. And it's not going to be, it's a very, and I can't stretch it out. I don't believe in intensives or subscriptions or levels. I don't. I don't think you need 10 days. I think that's beating a dead horse. I think all you need is an invitation that can be repeated a lot. I do. Because that's what works. If you hear this, and it, and it can be repeated because it's not a dissertation, it's just an invitation, and it's that lazy Susie of the minds going, Susan, one of them's going to slip in, and it's going to hit, and there'll be an aha, and then basically the gig is up. As soon as the big M mind gets along with the plan, everything alters. Yeah? So I love repetition. I just don't like extended, long, pulled out, drawn out stuff. Because I don't think it's necessary. I have faith in mine. I have a lot of faith in you. I do. I got it, in a sense, in that way. I heard it. And then what happened is I went around and entertained it. I entertained the ideas. I fortified them with a couple of select books, not giant libraries. And But basically, I'd read something, a sentence, like the second lesson of the course. You and I give everything all the meaning it has. And then I'd walk around, and that that idea would expand in my head for weeks and months and even now it's still expanding in my head more information more downloads are happen it's just like the one drop of water is the whole ocean once you get something it's going to be gotten and then expanded on yeah it's not always the right to stroke the fire with more logs the fire may have more life than you think to burn on its own yeah So I'm a real believer in repetition. That's why we come every year. I try to come here and other places to repeat it. And that's why we have a website with free content. With tons of tons of talks about the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah? There you have it. So that that was one of the things that dawned on me when I first started this talk. So you can't lay this on someone and then split. You've got to become like an ear doctor and check out how they're hearing it. Because I was sharing it with my friends here. I better not go into that. But, you know, I've had people introduce me at talks, and when I was hearing their introduction, it had nothing to do what the hell? Who are they talking about? It had nothing to do with what I felt like I'm presenting. You know? It's so easy to be turned into something. I don't, and this is not against retreats and intensives. It's just what it's not doesn't sit right with me. So I, all I have to do is be true to that, you know, and then see what happens. But it's a very bad career choice. So that's why I have to sell shirts and books. <laughs> I got to give you something, you know. That's how I feel. So yeah, it's not a good choice <laughs> as a job, as career, because I don't want to see you really. I want you to, you know, I'd like you to come and hang out and have a good time with me because I love the space, but, you know, if you log over 60 
talks and there's no seeming, you're not starting to travel lighter, you're going up the wrong street, in a sense. You need something else. Maybe you have it in your mind that you have to do something, then you better do that. Yeah? If you're open to realize maybe there's nothing to do, then far out. You know? But if you guess you're playing God and if you really feel like you need to do something, you need to do it. I don't feel like I really need to do anything. So it would be inappropriate to do anything, to tell you the truth, in, in this particular point. If you really believe you got to do something, then you better do it, until you don't believe you have to do something. Like the Course has this great chapter, I Need Do Nothing. It's a beautiful chapter where it describes all these different ways of living. Con- contemplative, yogi, service, meditation. And it says, because big M mind intends freedom, it will, it will succeed, but it may take a lot of time. And it said, if you're reading this book, this may be a this may be for you this course. And what it's going to do is save you time. And what it's going to do because all those things that are worth their salt, when they, when they finally get to a certain point, it's going to be the same realization: I need do nothing. So what we try to do is save a lot of time and just start there: <laughs> I need do nothing, because all the somethings you get are going to lead to nothing anyway. Nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. No attainment is the gift that keeps on giving. Nothing that's been owned is the richest land, in the, so to speak. Yeah? And you see it, sense it in the room now, eh? It's like a live pause, it's like an affirmation of what's passing right now. (laughs) She's heard me a lot, so she knows I'm... If you want to know what I'm saying, go to her. She'll tell you. (laughs) 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 All right, that's it. Yeah, Yeah, it's all right. I'm like, oh, do we have to have two hours because you feel you get your money's worth or something? (laughs) Two hours. It's like I'm a trained animal. All right, two hours. (laughs) No, I have a lot of faith in you. I have a lot of faith in you. Yeah, your mind is fertile. Well, you don't need thirty seeds; you need one. The soil is what gives seed the, the light, not the seed. The seed just facilitates the soil to grow. Yeah, you don't need thirty seeds or fifty seeds; you need one seed. So there, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. And there's going to be shirts and books. We have a book out, actually. Uh, blurbs from old talks I've done. It's nice. It's, I think it's called Escape from Everywhere. Or Escape to Everywhere. One of them. They're the same. Hmm? They're the same. Yes, they are, actually. So, uh, yeah. Let's commingle. Ha, 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 ha.